This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back. Check one, two. Yes, I'm here. Kelly, are you here? I'm over here. Oh, good. I'm waving at you. Right. I'm here in London. What's even better is I'm not here twice. I love that. Thank goodness. You're um, hearing yourself <laughs> twice? Not anymore. So we're all good. Was it like go. a delay or an echo, like, you know, in the mountains? It was like, no, not that hard. It was just like having a, another me right there. Talking? Right yeah. there. And so if you said right there, right there, mm, that no, kind, that delay. Less. Yes, exactly. Okay. But, you know, all is well now, so I might as well move on to audio entertainment. Here on Kelly and Ramia, we like to talk tech and audio ten- entertainment with Mike Fair on Thursdays. Audio entertainment and accessible technology are increasingly important in our lives. I'm Mike Fair, here to help you make the most out of your devices. We'll share tech tips and product reviews. Plus, I'll steer you towards the best accessible games, audio dramas, and podcasts. We'll talk about it all here on Kelly and Ramya. We're on the audio entertainment countdown to Halloween, and chances are good that at least one of the major audio drama companies will give us something terrifying in time for Halloween. Graphic Audio has done just that. They've released their third in its Arkham uh, horror series. Uh, yeah, double checking. Arkham horror series. And Mike, you're here to give us your thoughts on Cult of the Spider Queen. The name alone is very intriguing. What distinguishes this series of Lovecraft-inspired tales. And we know how much you love Lovecraft-inspired tales. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and these, this is, um, basically, it's their, it, the series is commissioned by Fantasy Flight Games. They're a game publisher. And they do uh, role-playing adventures for uh, Lovecraft. There's a system called Call of Cthulhu, among many others out there, that uh, people can actually adventure in, in this kind of thing. So they're trying to drum up interest in that. And uh, so basically the, the characters are usually flawed in these stories and they're up against supernatural alien forces of some description. And uh, basically the whole premise of these is that truths, there's, if we, the only reason we're still alive is that we don't know that, what would kill us. Like there's mm. truth that is better not to know. And if we ever found out, it would drive us mad. So basically that's, that's Lovecraft's basic contention. We are... Uh, bec- our ignorance is our best defense. <laughs> ignorance basically. is bliss, right? <laughs> yep. So I, it's, uh... I, I always yep, found it difficult, Michael, with sci-fi, um, you know, around Halloween, right? In my head, oh, no, 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 that's not, you know, and yet we talk of like something like War of the Worlds, the, you know, the most well-known um, scary out of space thing brought to Halloween, um, and, and Martians and that kind of thing. Uh, I always wonder where we would be with Halloween in this era with with that, or without that, I should say. Um, give us a little more on the outline of this story. So basically, uh, what we have here is Andy Van Nortwick is with the Arkham Advertiser. He's a young, ambitious reporter. And there's this package. He goes into work uh, feeling kind of like no one really values him. He's this package. It's a, It's from Brazil. It's heavy. It's big, and it's it's addressed just to the paper, no one specific. So he distracts right. the mailman, kind of, and, and changes the address on the package so it looks like it's coming for him, and it, and it works. He gets this package. He thinks this could be his big break, and and this package is a film canister, 
with a note that says Maud Bryan is alive. She's a missing director, actress turned director, documentarian, and she's down in Brazil trying to uncover secrets of this cult of people who worship spiders and the spider queen. And uh, so that, she's basically in the jungle filming this and has gone missing. No one's heard from her for a year. So basically uh, she, uh, this expedition is uh, put together to try and, uh, you know, rescue her and also find gold that is hinted at by some of the art artifacts that this, this cult uh, seems to have. And uh, other people, this one lady, uh, Iris, an anthropologist, is helping Andy, trying to convince this rich investor to fund the expedition. She seems to have mysterious motives for going, connected mm -hmm. with a husband and uh, that, that died there in the jungle. So uh, th this expedition has some very, uh, you know, no one really quite understands what they're getting into in various ways. And it's, it, it, you know, as, as they get deeper into the jungle, mm. things get more and more dangerous. And, uh, you know, Andy is, is well and truly in over his head. So it's, uh, it's, it's an adventure story with very dark elements. It's quite interesting because there are a lot of characters you can explore aside from the main character, Andy, right? Like there are a lot of different uh elements of humanity being weaved in the anthropological side the scientific side and then just like you know human beings what's going on with them so i think that's why you know lovecraft makes it how lovecraft makes it interesting so this kind of thing is uh, based on that right how does andy contribute to the expedition well he is uh in way over his head uh he's Clearly. never had any, any <laughs> changed the address before <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He's you know, so he's he's really in over his head. Uh, he's very observant, though. He is a journalist, and he thinks like a journalist. So he's always always picking out details that other people miss, and he's kind of you know working that way to try and and put together things. He's also young and fit, so he's you know he's useful in that physical sense of being useful, uh, and he knows this is his chance at a big break. He's in this for keeps. He needs to succeed because he has put his whole future at risk uh, doing this. So he needs to come back with something. And he's he's all in for this. So he's going to do whatever it takes to find out the truth, to find out what's going on, and to hopefully bring back uh, uh, Maude Bryan and uh, you know get an exclusive with her. Mm, interesting. Sounds good. I, I love the different things you can do, including learning about these characters, but each of the development, like you say, however, the flawed part. Uh, what, what What's the story behind Jacob and Ursula? Yeah, these two are a couple of archaeologists, and they just can't seem to get good, stable funding. So they are willing to act as guides to keep people alive who want to go into the jungle. And uh, they agreed to help this expedition. So they're very competent, very expert in keeping alive and know about the area, uh, you know, know what they're likely to encounter. These are experts. And uh, that's part of the whole Lovecraft thing. You get these, these people and it's like, you, know, you can be as prepared as you want to be and stuff can still happen to you. <laughs> Things can still go wrong. And, and that's what these people are are now facing their their all of them are in over their heads uh, despite the considerable expertise that these two bring to the table mm, exactly each character kind of represents one particular duty or job right which is what i find um kind of intriguing yeah. going there because there are a lot of characters here 
Mm-hmm, for sure. Yes, and they all have their parts to play. Exactly, yep. exactly. Absolutely. How are the stories bringing the core of Lovecraft's horror into the modern era? Well, they do a bunch of things. Because Lovecraft had his attitudes. He was a bit of a racist and misogynist. And, and these stories take a lot of, of that uh, the coarseness out. Uh, they have very modern sensibilities that they're bringing to the story. So colonialism, colonialism is not a good thing. You know, people think characters reflect on it and and you know discover that it it has their their hum- hubris has led them to, you know, uh, you know, in places where it shouldn't. Uh, racism is depicted, but never ever condoned. You pay if you're a racist. You will suffer for that kind of thinking. Uh, other people are uh, from other races or are just almost. I've never found an instance in these stories where they've been portrayed with anything other than competence and skill and just, mm. you know, they know what they're doing. You know, they, they have capability. They, they deserve to be where they are. Uh, you know, they're smart people, you know, and women as well. Women are, you know, they're competent. They're experts. There's no damsel in distress. Maud Bryan is missing, but she is an expert director. They're always expert in something. Uh, you know, she knows what she's doing with film. She wants to do this documentary. Uh, you know, she's got the skills to do what she's doing. Uh, she just happens to be missing. Uh, you know, and same with with uh, Ursula. Uh, very again, very competent woman there. And even Iris, again, she's, she's anthropologist. She's scientist. Right. She knows what she's to get a lot of women there mm-hmm. in you know very knowledgeable and very you know appropriate skills to what they they're trying to uh, unravel. Yeah. I love that. I love the fact because you don't need it to be over the top with a male, female, uh, older, younger, able or a- non-able. You know, if you have a disability, everybody should be depicted as as capable in their own way, as well as flawed. Yeah, and, and it also increases the tension because, of course, if you are this prepared and in you know, the Lovecraft basic premises, you, it is you don't. It, it doesn't matter how prepared right. you think you are. You are no match for what awaits you, right? And this, it heightens the kind of horror doing it this way. You don't have incompetence or anything as an excuse. You are as fully prepared as you can be. And yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you don't walk away from a Lovecraft story uh, happily. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Michael, we um, want to have a, we have a bit of a sound up. Let's take a listen to a little bit of this. And then we've got a couple more questions as we get tight on time. Galton seemed unfazed. Iris strode past him in the rain. She wanted his walking staff, a weapon to protect herself from an ambush. But she was too late. Leaves exploded into the air. The smell of torn vegetation. Torn earth. Green. Wet. A windy rush of movement. The thing grabbed her adroitly around her middle. It didn't thrash her around or tear at her. Didn't break her neck like a big cat would. No, it spun her. Round and round. It didn't really feel like an animal attacking her. It was more like she'd fallen into a thoughtless machinery that crushed, bound, and blinded. Vised at her torso, her legs were tied close together, and her arms were pinned to her sides. A gauzy, suffocating mask quickly encased her head. She had no space. In a flash, she could barely breathe. She creeps. She creeps. I love that sound and the (laughs) description, Michael. So quickly, what did you think of the pacing, the acting, and the sound and music? Yeah, they, the pacing is a bit slow. Don't go into this expecting Indiana Jones. This is a book <laughs> that is brought to life. So it's eight and a half hours. It's a slower pace. Character, it's psychological horror. 
Okay, so go in with that understanding and you'll be fine. Uh, you know, it, it's, it builds existential dread. Uh, so this is not about the jump scare. You know, there are moments of action, but there, there's, it's more about the characters and, what their, and their journeys and their mental journeys, especially. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the sound music is great. Uh, acting was superb. They did a, a great job with that. Uh, pretty much all of them hit their marks. Uh, the actor who did, uh, Jan uh, uh, Virtuo did uh, Andy really, really well. He really followed his journey nicely. Uh, Holly Adams did Iris, I thought, particularly well. Uh, so they, they have really top-notch actors. And, of course, the, the staple of actors, graphic audio, a lot of roles were played by their main cast people that are in a lot of their productions and they all did excellently including the guy who played the villain alton reed there he was he was amazing uh well narrated sound and music were quite good the music now mike uh this is available on the graphic audio app yes oop i think Okay, we don't have Mike. We're going to have to wrap anyway. Uh, but you can find Cult of the Spider Queen and many more titles at the Graphic Audio website. And I don't think I'm lying when I say that there's a Graphic Audio app that you can download. I haven't explored it yet. But everything is uh, there for you, including this particular Lovecraft-inspired tale slash audio drama. And Mike will be back next week. It'll be post-Halloween, so we'll see what he has for us then. But in the meantime, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with What in the World. Grant Hardy has some uh, stories he wants to flip through with us, including one about Atlanta. A company accidentally demolished the wrong home. How do you come back from that? We'll find out after the break. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. <laughs> 